Cowcast is delivered by FedEx. FedEx can help your business simplify e-commerce and your shipping operations. And FedEx Automation provides retailers with shipping solutions that enable them to process shipments quickly and easily. See how FedEx can help your business grow and save time on shipping. Visit FedEx.com slash e-commerce to learn more. That's FedEx.com slash e-commerce. Chris Carter played on my team at Five Star. Can you imagine? He talks about Kevin Walls, who also played on my team at Five Star. He was a basketball player, a football player, obviously picked the right sport. He's in the Hall of Fame, Um, was a terrific basketball player, by the way. His mother, he talks about what she was able to do and how she's done it, and I think it's great. Um, But all the things, Butch, I coached against Butch in the NBA, Butch Carter, his brother, um, and was a father figure to Chris. And he talks about that. I think you'll enjoy it. Something I love about Blue Apron is helping Ellen choose the great meals that they send right to our door each week. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers easy-to-follow recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients, courtesy of over 150 local farms, ranches, and fisheries across the United States. No more overspending at restaurants or high-end grocery stores with Blue Apron. You can prepare delicious, memorable meals in under 40 minutes. Some of the meals available in March include pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple, vegetable chili, and baked sweet potatoes. Their sweet potatoes baked are really good with crispy tortilla strips. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping right to your door by going to blueapron.com coach. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com coach. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, again, I'm doing this early. We're in the NCAA tournament by now, and so this thing was done a few weeks ago, and uh, um, it's one of the ones, one of the holdover ones. So hope you enjoy it. Chris and I had a ball doing it. This is Coach Cal on the CalCast, and today's guest, Chris Carter. Um, you know him, Hall of Famer, um, one of the best to ever play. Um, was a basketball player too. Now, brother, <laughs> hey, were you? You weren't better. You weren't better than Butch. No, oh, no, there not, was. Not oh, a, I was going to say you hesitated. No, not, a, not a better basketball player, but definitely a better athlete. Oh, I love it. Wait till he hears that. Look, look, <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris played at five star on my team, and and you know what? You played against Jordan there, and and. Uh, you let's just talk basketball first. And, and let me say this to you before we get started, we're doing this in advance because I get into the NCAA tournament and our tournament play, and I don't have time to do some podcasts, even though it's only 20, 30 minutes. I just, you know, so we're doing this in advance and you know, I appreciate you being a friend and, uh, and spending time doing this. So thank you. But let's talk this. You played both. Why, 
you ended up at Ohio State. Why did you go to Ohio State? I think people will be interested to know one of the things that they told you. Well, Coach, you know that I was really torn at the time. And I was probably a more accomplished basketball player at the time and received more notoriety at the time to play college basketball. But I really wanted to play both. My brother Butch at the time was in the NBA. So there was a lot of external pressure on me um, to, to continue my basketball career. And I really chose three schools in football, three schools in basketball. And the three schools in basketball were going to be either Purdue, either Louisville. I'm not going to tell you the third school, but those are the two schools I, that I was going <laughs> to go to. And Louisville was, the, Louisville was the front runner coach. So all the fans in Big Blue Nation, it's not that I didn't want to go to Kentucky, but it was more of a style of play. And, and let me, and let me was a, Denny Crum then? <laughs> was Denny Crum there? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Wade Houston was the recruiter. Oh, he's the best. Wade was one of one of the. You have to admit, one of the great human beings, one of the class acts of our profession yeah. of all time, of all time. Right, and in the meantime, I decided to go to either Ohio State and football, which I could also play basketball. University of Pittsburgh was just losing Dan Marino, which you're familiar with that part of the country, and then also uh, USC. So those were the schools. Most of the schools would let me play basketball um, if I wanted to. Uh, my mom wanted me to stay in Ohio. She said she had a dream of one of her kids playing for the Buckeyes one day, and I was the last of four boys. So it, it wasn't like she was telling me, go where you want to go. She said she had a dream, and the dream had to come true yet. <laughs> so that is funny. Mothers have a way of staring hey. kids where they were. And Louisville got the number one scorer in the country from Camden, New Jersey, and Kevin Wall. And I knew Kevin Wall couldn't play the point. And I knew he was going to shoot, and he was going to get his 20 shots and 18 shots a game. So I knew I was going to end up playing a whole bunch of defense and playing the point. And um, so at the at the last minute, I decided to listen to mom and go to Ohio State. And I was going to play both there, but I had such a great freshman year. Was the MVP in the Rose Bowl, broke the Rose Bowl record. So at that point, I decided um, after the Rose Bowl, I would just play football um, and really concentrate on my academics and concentrate on lifting weights and getting stronger, getting bigger uh, for my sophomore year. Who, who was your quarterback at Ohio State then? Uh, my freshman year, it was Tom Zach. You know Tom Zach. Oh, he yeah. played with the Steelers yeah. and everything. Yeah, played yeah. with the Bears. For yeah. Times with Mike Tom Zach. And then we had uh, Jim Carsados and, and Tom Tupa after that. But T. Zach was my freshman year. Wow. Wow. And, and you know, how about playing in the Rose Bowl? I mean, is for for – those growing up in Big Ten country, is that like the ultimate? I mean, pl- get to the Rose Bowl, the whole environment, and, and uh, I think the the national championship has changed it somewhat. Yeah. But it's still yeah. big. It's still big. It it really is. And, and the bowl games are still very, very special. Um, I, don't, I don't understand because, Coach, I played in the Citrus Bowl, I played in the Cotton Bowl, and I played in the Rose Bowl in three years of college. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass up those experiences for anything. I don't know why these kids don't want to play in the bowl game. I don't know why they, they, they don't want to show the scouts their talent for one more game. And with us growing up watching the bowl system, like I wouldn't pass that up. Like I would take the chance of getting hurt and that being my last game um, in college compared to sitting out the game, which is not going to help 
your your pro potential. So I love the bowl games. I love the, the, as a freshman playing in the Rose Bowl against USC with the with the hills of, of Pasadena in the background. Like it was an amazing, amazing football game, and it was an amazing part of my life that really helped really um, springboard me into my future. Well, I mean, the career you had and, and the start you had and, you know, uh, you know, coming from the family, I can't imagine growing up, you being the baby, how you got beat by those other brothers. Come on. I mean, they, oh, yeah, they pounded me now. Yeah, did they give you a chance? To, I mean, <laughs> I know Butch. Butch, there's no way ever let you win at anything. I don't give – I know Butch. Now, he ain't – no, no. And they'd it's, say, well, let him win I, one. Let Chris win it, one. And what? Uh, I'm, sti- I'm still waiting on my first compliment from Butch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ran in, I ran into Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas uh, when I was younger, and they were talking to me, and they were like, yeah, man, we know all about you. I was like, how the heck you guys know? I said, oh, man, your brother's always bragging. I said, what brother? Butch, he's always bragging about you. He said, man, you're definitely the best athlete in the family, and you're going to be playing in the NFL one day. I was like, for one, he was like telling me I was I was crazy for playing football, but he's out telling everyone else that that's my sport and that's the one I'm going to make a pro in. So, <laughs> which gave me crazy. some good good pointers and by not complimenting me and keep grinding on me, but be, behind the scenes he was telling people that I really had great potential and he was really my biggest fan and, because and, he was my hero. Yeah, and let me say he was a hell of a basketball coach too. By the way, just so you know, I mean, yeah, I, you oh, know, absolutely, he could yeah. he could coach his brains out. All right, let's let's do this. I got to shift gears. I'm watching some of these wide receivers make catches. The the ball stuck to the helmet, um, all this stuff, crazy, impossible. Uh, do you think maybe sticky gloves? Maybe. Well. The- the gloves have something to do with it. But did you have? Coach, did you play? Gotta, did you play sticky gloves? Do you have them then? I never. I never got a chance to play with those gloves, and um, you know, it's just like technology. You know, there's a couple different balls they play with now. You guys play with a certain ball. Other colleges play with it, but when you get to the tournament, you still gotta play with the ball that 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 the NCAA has selected. So, technology, the equipment has gotten better, but I don't discredit. Because you know what the kids do? They have a great imagination. And they go out and they practice. And just like you, you're like, hey, man, why are you kids wasting your time? You see a kid, you see a kid like Malik Monk, he pulls up. You're like, man, that's a bad shot. Good shot. But these yep. kids got gut and they got creativity and you can't squash that. So an amazing play is still an amazing play, even though it's in this generation. They're taking advantage of the technology, but they're also they're practicing these things. So to see them on a regular basis, it's not just the gloves. It's the overall talent. And also, they throw the ball. You know, you go to a little league game, 8, 10 years old, the quarterback's out there throwing because the dads run the no huddle. <laughs> so it's amazing. They throw the ball a lot more. So the skill level to be able to catch the ball is better than it's ever been. You know, there's stuff that, that each generation, you know, I, I remember being on the golf course at the Masters with Ken Venturi and Jim Nance. And mm-hmm. I, I was asking him, these guys hit the ball so far. What about you guys? And he looked at me and said, are you kidding me? The balls were so hard that we hit with. The clubs were like wooden. Like he, they give you yeah. all that stuff. Absolutely. And they yeah. said, but <laughs> if I had this stuff, oh, I would have been hitting 350 yards. Ken Venturi told me. It was funny. Jim Nance yeah. was with me when he was telling me because we were on Amen Corner up on the back. 
and we're standing there, and I and I started asking them questions. Oh, they were great. But anyway, they're all each generation. Hey, Coach, it's different, isn't it? Coach, how long would it take Bam to run out of a pair of Chuck Taylors? How many trips down oh, the court would that? Be? Hey, did, <laughs> hey, how about how about the waffle, the waffle bottom that you're oh three strikes and 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 where when the waffle bottom came off of the of the the converse. All right. Yes. Oh, they yeah. Always, Absolutely. always at the ball of your foot, which meant you in had one to, piece. Oh yeah, it came <laughs> off, and now your your mom and dad are like, "Hey, yo, you got to you got to tape it up, put some cardboard in that some of B because I'm not oh. buying you another." I, I, just one quick one. They came out. You remember when they had the suede shoes that the brush yeah. suede, and we all yeah. had to get Jojo them. Jojo White. Yeah, yeah. You Jojo had, White, the pro kid. What did it do to your socks? <laughs> what did it do to your socks? <laughs> Whatever that Change color, color was, up. oh my gosh, you went from white socks to red, blue, whatever. Oh my gosh, the, the, what we dealt with back then. All right, let, let's do this one. Um, what about social media? That how do guys, I, I'll be honest with the stuff that we used to be able to do or get away with or be there or say this or do this. These guys, look, this social media, I mean, these guys have to be on guard at 19 and 18 and 20. I mean, you know, I mean, how about yeah, – think it, about your time back at Ohio State. Think about – I mean, the stuff that I – I told stories the other day. We wouldn't have made day. it, Coach. No. Coach, we wouldn't have made it. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't have made it. Like, it's, a, um, it's tough on them, but also the stakes and the benefits are higher. Yeah, that's true. But the thing that I don't like is the connection to to a lot of the kids where it's a must. Like, there's a lot of things out there in the world, but everything's not a must. Now, you want them to stay creative. You want them to stay um, up with technology. But everything's not a must in your life. Like, is it making your family better? Is it making you a better student? Is it making you a better son? Is it making you a better teammate? Does it help you jump shot? Does it help you dribble? Because at the end of the day, you can only do so many things. I just don't like the personal attachment that they think it's necessary. It's not necessary that if you're eating a cheeseburger, take a picture of it and show the world you're eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> or, or, or spend every waking moment uh, to Google your name to see what's out there or see. And it's crazy. I mean, and, and, but I'll say the other side of it is that anything they do is taped. Anything they do is, is pictures. And we have to teach you know, stuff happens. Yeah. And, 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 and then I, I said this, if something is taped or videoed of you in a dumb way, those kids that are 18 and 19, knowing it's going worldwide, that racks them. And I even said to my staff at our age, if someone comes out mm -hmm. and says this and this, and it's out there, it affects you. And that's us at yeah. our age. So you're right. I mean, I, these kids and in the, in, in the, the thing you just said that for me, look, if it's not helping you get where you're going, then don't do it. If it's if it has no you don't if it's not helping you define who you are, if it's not helping you move in a direction you're trying to go or be with people you need to be with, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, right. And coach, there's a thing, you know, life is not black and white. You know, there's a lot of gray area. You have to be able to master the gray area. Like, as a youth, you can participate. You know, I'm, I'm on social media. I follow you. I follow Big Blue Nation. I follow Bam. I follow Malik. Man, I follow these Because kids. you were, you but, were, hey, you were at our fantasy camp, 
and those guys were your managers at our fantasy oh, camp. Yeah. And when they, let me ask you, and just we got great kids, don't we? I mean, the kids absolutely they're they're terrific and players not, now, and, but and, they're good kids. And coach, if you didn't, I oh. would say, hey, coach, you got normal kids. But no, you have exceptional kids. And the job that you have to do with them in a short period of time, like, it's phenomenal. Like, I, I, I like that kids have an option to be able to live out their fantasy. And if that's one, two, three, four, five years, six years in college, like, you're down for that. And if a kid has a dream that he can change his family life with, with one year of college basketball, you're willing to take on that project and help him change not only his generation, but two or three generations within his family. And a lot of times it's the first generation, you know, so that's what I really have a lot of respect for, you what? know, and the kids that they, because when they come to Kentucky, I don't care what their personality is. They buying into what coach Cal is doing. Well, and, and here's the other one. Sometimes they come here and they figure out, wow, it's going to take me more time. And mm-hmm. if they're not delusional, sometimes it's things that they did. It's the work that they did not put in. It's the the stuff that they didn't do. If they look back and say, you know, I wasted a year and I should have done this. And it, and I've had guys say it. I'm good with that because they're learning. Right. They're 18. The ones that are delusional that I should be able to leave or you're holding me back if I just shot more or, or if you can't shoot, just let me be the point guard and let me hold the ball. And it doesn't work that way. Um, but I, I'll say this, we have, we have great kids and, and, and for all those listening out there, Chris Carter can still play some basketball and too competitive though. You want to dunk on people. You're trying to take people's heads off. I had to, I had to say, man, look, dude, just back up. These are, some of these guys are 50 and 60. And and what did Chris Carter say? They shouldn't have come then. They shouldn't have come. You got a bunch of people that come to the fantasy camp that love basketball as much as I do. I mean, basketball is a great game, Coach. It's my first love. I go to way more basketball games and watch more basketball than I do football ever. Now, I know they pay me to commentate about basketball and mostly football, but, man, the love of basketball, to be able to watch it, uh, it's a game that, that lasts a lifetime. Um, I'm spending a lot of time in L.A. now. Man, I've been going over to Poly, you know, watching UCLA play. So, you know, I can't get enough of college basketball. Well, that's it's amazing that what you've done in football and the athlete you are and how you've not changed. I mean, you're still I could hear your passion right now. Let's take a quick time out. What if I told you in one minute you could distribute your company's job posting to 100 million job seekers all at once? You think I was crazy. Well, you might think I'm crazy, but it's true. ZipRecruiter's powerful interface is the fast and easy way to connect your job opening to the best candidates out there. It's no wonder why more than 1 million businesses have already used ZipRecruiter to help them find and hire the most talented people for their teams. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in. Quickly screen and rate the best candidates, then hire the right person fast. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal. 
See for yourself why ZipRecruiter's been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, TechCrunch, The New York Times, and more. Again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash CoachCal and post your jobs for free. You've heard me say that Papa John's is a pizza family. With me, it's not just a slogan. It's how I've felt about Papa John's for a long time. Whether it's a fundraiser for Children's Hospital or a natural disaster relief effort, like Hurricane Sandy a few years back. When I've led programs to give back to people in need, Papa and his team have always supported our efforts in a big way. You don't expect a pizza company to give back the way Papa John's has in so many ways. But being a pizza family is about more than making quality pizza. It's about bringing people together and building strong communities. Papa's got a great special going on, and it's only available for a limited time. Check this out. Large two-topping pizzas, including my favorite, the pan pizza, are only $9.99 each. Now that's some madness. Or use my exclusive promo code, CoachCal, and get 25% off the regular menu price on anything when you order on the Papa John's app or at PapaJohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. All right, let me shift. What? Who? Who? The football. Tell, let's talk about the guys you played for in the NFL. Who? Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about the head coaches you played for. I played for Buddy Ryan. Oh, I, you know what? My first three years, and, and I loved him because he'd fight. Like literally, he'd go smack somebody. Yeah, he he really would. But also, you know, Coach, he he did one of those kind of things, and uh, people made fun of him. But you know, he took a bullet for me. I was having a lot of substance abuse problems in in the late eighties, nineteen ninety, and and he knew that, but he didn't out me. He told them that all I did was catch touchdowns. I was one dimensional, and that's why they were moving on. Then I went on to get help, and then I went on to tell them that Buddy he helped save my life. He did the he did the hardest thing that he had to do. He had to get rid of a player that he thought was going to be a great player because he couldn't trust him. And I know you do things, Coach, that these fans don't recognize and all the criticism you get. I know you don't get sleep. I know what you go through with these kids to try to make sure that they're good human beings, they're good citizens, and that they reach their potential, um, not only in athletics, but their potential in the world and what the world has for them. So Buddy was one of my favorites because he did the hardest thing and the best thing that any coach could do for me. He told me not what I wanted to hear, but he told me what I needed to hear. And eventually I ended up getting some help. Um, you know, you got one of your good friends that's in the substance abuse uh, industry. So, so you know uh, Jer- uh, Jerry, how it can change. And, and if we don't mention Jerry Haffey at Ambrosia, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll both, <laughs> we'll, we better both mention it. Jerry, I'm going to do it. Jerry Haffey, Ambrosia. Haffey. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine, and he's a friend of yours. And um, – and We're changing lives he, all around the and, world, and he's crazy. That's why I love being around him. Because yeah, he's he's, nuts. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of us in the program that are crazy, coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you know Buddy had a farm in uh, Kentucky and had come to some of our practices? So absolutely, I, and I loved it. And his son came to our mm-hmm. game because uh, we were thirty something and oh. And he came to one of our games. In matter of fact, the the league tournament, and because he just wanted to watch and see, um, yeah, what what we were like. And then he walked in. I had him speak to the team, and he talked. He looked at Tyler Eulis, 
who's 5'6 or 5'7, he said, I would love to have you on my football team. How about that? How about that? Yes, absolutely. Well, there's that a lot of traits that, that cross over. You know, football players are, are very, very rare as far as their mentality and the things that they would do. But there's a lot of carryover and a lot of traits that just in athletics that, that coaches love. And you mentioned Tyler Eulis. I mean, a great commander on the field. I mean, played beyond his potential. Like, he reached his potential, and in big moments, played beyond that. Played bigger than what he was. Would take the tough shot, but also he was a general on the court. Played both ends of the court. So, that transfers over. See, that's what a lot of football players, the reason I like basketball, because you can't hide, coach. You got to play both ends. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I believe that, you know, people talk about Kevin Durant's injury. You know, it's like a quarterback injury. It's like an injury like Ben Roethlisberger. But Ben only had to play 60 plays. He didn't have to run up down 94 feet to play defense. So a lot of time when you have that kind of injury, it's a football injury. It affects basketball players more because you got to play both ends of the court. All right, let me let me ask you this because this is what the message I'm hoping my team leaves with because i got a bunch of guys that will leave this year. Uh, some seniors who have graduated that will get college degrees and then some freshmen and – um, maybe a sophomore or two also. So it is, you got to take this personal. You can't just play to play. You got to look at the guy you're going against. And there had to be guys in the NFL that when you went against them, you were so jacked that you made it personal, like I'm beating your brains in. If you think you can guard me, you're out of your mind. And I'm trying to tell these guys, this isn't like for funsies where we both win. No, no. Someone wins no. and someone loses. And the, it's Coach, a, it's they got a, that scoreboard, right? They right, keep a score, right? Right. And it's also a personal between you and another guy. Um, who were the, some of the guys, the cornerbacks, the safeties that you looked at that you would be jacked up because they were thought to be some of the best that you would have big games against or at least go into the game saying, I'm going to be ready for this? Coach, I'm not one to like to drop names, but when you ask a question like that, you can only drop names. Let's go with Ronnie Lott. Started oh, out drafted as a corner. Ah, you love it. He's trying to take your head and, off. He's trying to take your head you, off. And when you play against the best of the best, Coach, this is what I tell people, and this is what I've told myself. When you play against an all-time great, what you want to play him to is a stalemate. You don't go out there and say, I'm getting ready to dominate him. I'm not getting ready to go out there and dominate him. I want to play him to a stalemate. Now, the rest of the players, Oh, I'm trying to crush them. They're going to be on the highlights, and they're going to be on my, on my Hall of Fame tape. you got to crush uh, them. So there's video that goes out, Coach, and people see that. So, so, I, I so why would a player look at another guy who is not nearly as good, but the kid worked hard and did it, and after the game said, well, I'm good, that's okay? It's not okay. It's not no, no, okay. No, 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 no. This is what – you're responsible. It's like a construction worker, Coach. I believe in going in, punching the clock, and at the end of the day, I want somebody to sign off and say, that's my work right there. I did that. I worked on this part of the house. All right, I'm responsible. Everything's smooth, and I can check out and go home. And then when you get older as an older man, then you can have peace in your life because you know, I didn't leave any stone unturned. I ate the right way. I did all the right things. I was the right kind of teammate. So then you get peace because when God gives you athletic talent, what you do with that talent is your gift back to him Yeah. because God chose you. He could have chose anybody else, 
But yeah. he chose you, and what you do with that talent, you got to be responsible for. And I try to make them aware of that. You know, I, I one of the terms I like to use is they have a genius, and their genius. Yeah, it, it's and 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 to be good like you were, to be a Hall of Famer, you got to be smart too. See, some people will look at a guy because yeah. he's athletic or he's long and he can really hit or he's tough, and they think, well, you know. Well, they don't understand. There's no way you're going into the Hall of Fame unless you're smart, unless you're sharp, unless you have a curious mind, unless you have a quick mind. You have to have those right. things. And, this- and, Coach, just like you and how you've changed over the years, what you have to be, you have to be a learned person. That doesn't have to do anything to do with your IQ. It's got you got to be inquisitive about information that's important. You know, how do I learn to go up to my left? How do I learn to get a regular regimen eating to take care of my body? How do you learn to be a good teammate? How do I play good defense in the second half, coach? Like there's a, you got to be a learned person about information, yeah. how to hydrate your body, all these things. Like you got to be a consumer of information. Like you don't have to be a great student, but you got to be learned and you got to be, and then things that are important in your life, you have to learn those things. Because they make you a better athlete, they make you a better human being. All right, let's let me shift. Who, by the way, who coached in in Minnesota? For the most part, Dennis Green. Oh, what, another great guy. Yeah, God rest his soul, man. He taught us so many things. And wow, he taught right? football, but he taught about life between the X's and O's. Yeah, he was he was one of the best. All right, let's let's talk about Tom Brady real quick. Best ever. Best ever, man. Tell me, tell me why in, you in, think in that. A, the reason why is also he flights the ball in a way that if the defender, his ball speaks to you. Like if he throws it in front of you, like if he didn't get rushed, he's telling you there's green grass in front of you, you can accelerate. If he throws the ball on your back shoulder, he's telling you, hey, man, slow down. There's a traffic cop out there, and he's going to knock your head off. You can turn around and wow. go the other way. Wow. I mean, so. Wow. Because how many guys really want to go over the middle? How about if you no, have a quarterback? No, no. How about if you have a quarterback that's just throwing there? Look, I led you. You led me into having my head taken off. What the hell? I mean, that's great. I never thought of that. I never, you know, I'm not being into football that way, even though I love Fran Tarkenton back and in the he day. Doesn't do it, and he doesn't do it with great players either, Coach. Like, you can put him with some regular guys, and there's no discredit to them. They're good players because they're in the NFL. Only 27,000 men have ever played in the NFL in 97 years. So you got to be a great athlete to get here. But he don't have the who's who. Like when he gets to Canton, he'll be the only offensive player besides Randy Moose that the time that he plays with that will be there. So that says something. I mean, Joe Montana was a bad dude. He was the greatest. He was the GOAT at 4-0 in the Super Bowl. But he got he got a sprinkled in. He got Jerry Rice sprinkled in there. He had a backup in Steve Young sprinkled in there. He had great players on the defense, Charles Haley and Randy Lott, that, that that are in the Hall of Fame. Man, Tom Brady won't have that. It'll be him and Bill Belichick standing up in there at attention. <laughs> how about how about at his age where he can still do it? How about his wife said time to retire? He said, Not yet. I'm having too much fun. Man, he and he really is. And he can't rob himself of whatever greatness is left because there's torment waiting for him. He walks off that field because there's no life like this coach. Like I got a great job. I've never had any job in my life. I've never filled out an application. 
I played 16 years in the NFL. I've been you, covering it for 15 so, years. So, so, so let's talk about this. You were on scholarship for at least 25 years. Yeah, no, we call it a 40-year decision <laughs> in Ohio State. <laughs> Other universities say you sign up for four. I left school in 1987, Coach, and I still go by there today, and I still go by the sideline. I still talk to the players. The head coach, Urban Meyer, is one of my best friends. Man, you don't, you don't choose an institution because – Coach Cal is there because, no, you come to Big Blue Nation because for the next 30 or 40 years, I just saw Jack Gibbons. I saw Rex Chapman. They still come by the place. Yep, they do. Those are the kind of places you want to go to, man. And they because get... it's not about four years. It's about 40. Yeah, and, and the, the greatest thing, I, I said this uh, on my radio show um, a few weeks ago, that I just love what I do. I love the game of basketball. I love how it prepares kids for life after basketball, teaches them servant yeah. leadership. And then I looked and I said, my whole adult life, I've been on scholarship. Can you imagine? I've Man. been on scholarship yeah, no. my whole adult life. I'm like, this is, this is too much. But, you know, I, I'll say this, Chris, you know, that what you do, what you continue to do, um, you're, you're a giver. You've got a great heart. I can't imagine. I, I imagine you got it from your mom because most of us that have those kind of hearts, that's where Absolutely. it is. It's, it's, she was probably yeah. a pay it forward. People have helped us. Now we're yeah. going to help others. She was a school teacher, early childhood education, dropped out of high school when she was 17, had seven kids before 25, ended up going back getting her master's before she was 50. Come on. Oh, yes, I get it Come on. My oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> but, you know, you, you've done this and gone and walked that mile and, and the ups and downs of life, and, and, and you've kept a smile on your face. And, and like I said, I appreciate you doing this for me. Uh, as you know, um, this is being done early because when I get into the NCAA yeah. tournament stuff, I am in luck. Down. I'm in lockdown. Yeah. It's with- all right, Coach. That's, a, that, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But it's my pleasure. Um, I love the way you coach. I love the way you live your life. And I still remember the first time I saw you after you saw me in high school and it had been an absence. And you recognized me like, man, that's Chris Carter. Yeah. And you and I have stayed in contact with. Yep. And you're just a real person. You're, um. you're authentic. Um, you got your detractors out there. But you know the reason why? Because you're successful. And either they because they don't know you. Well, I don't know. And uh, I, I, hey, <laughs> Keep going I, let me say doing, this. I, I know they're out there, though. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anytime you're good, Coach, they're going to be hating. Yeah, you know what? And I and my, my whole thing is trying to stay focused on what I'm mm-hmm. doing for these kids because what you said is true. There's going to be a point where I won't be in this seat and won't have the opportunity to help or make a, a difference in a, in a young person's life. And, and while I'm in this seat, I'm going to go for yep. it. I'm going to smile. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, beat it. I'm fine. And it's going to be about these kids and people like you. So, hey, Chris, you know I appreciate you, man. You're the best. Good luck in March Madness, Coach. We'll be pulling for Big Blue Nation. Okay. Hey, get the ball inside, man, and play some defense. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Thanks. (laughs) See you, man. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And it's what I wanted these to be is two guys sitting down having a coffee and you're sitting at the table with us. And that's how I want these to feel. Um, Chris, you could tell he and I go way back. Really proud to call him a friend. 
Um, what he's done for others is amazing. And I think this gave you a different picture, another picture of Chris Carter. 